this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Wednesday, 16 November in the year of our Lord, 2022. Okay, we got a lot to get to. We're going to get to Arizona at the bottom of the hour. Brian Kennedy's going to join me. We're going to look at more testimony today, eyewitness testimony at the Maricopa County supervisors, but there's thousands more coming in. People should know that Kerry Lake is very engaged uh, in this uh, governor's race, and it is a long way from over, baby. So um, we'll make sure we get to all the details of that. At the bottom of the hour, will be even more coming out tomorrow. Maybe even some more tonight if uh, the show goes to seven. Um, I wanted to, but I want to bring in a guy that is uh, uh, a friend of the show, and the audience has really taken to Ed Dowd. Ed's a former portfolio manager over at BlackRock. Really came to light because he got into the numbers of understanding um, insurance and risk management, and he really has become. Uh, an expert in working with people and his team on mortality rates and the vaccine. We're going to get to that. He's got a, a big, huge new book out uh, with Tony Lyons and the crew at uh, at uh, Skyhorse. And Tony's going to join us also with Dr. Paul Alexander because now that we've taken control of the House, I know this from people uh, that are going to oversee some of the committees. There's going to be deep, huge investigations on all this. Um, and so I want to get into it and make sure the audience, we're always ahead of the curve. But Ed, uh, you also have done some great capital markets work and uh, really been uh, someone the audience has taken to as you've given kind of your overall assessment of where the economy is going. You've uh, and I want to if we can get the the uh, uh, the um, document right on the uh, PDF. I'll spit that out in a second. The PDF <laughs> up on the site in, in, in Memphis and get it out. It's um, you guys have done or people you work with have done a report on the overall economy. And Ed, can you take a few minutes before we start talking about your the mortality and the vaccine and your research there and your new book? I want you to give your assessment of where we are uh, in mid-November of 2022 uh, with the American economy and the global economy. Sure. Uh, my team is uh, two PhD physicists, Carlos Allegri and Yuri, Yuri Nunes. Uh, we started a hedge fund, but Carlos had already come up with uh, economic models to predict uh, the economy he has a hedge fund model that he's running that currently predicts all sorts of asset classes. And he put this report out in November and basically it confirms what I said to you a couple of weeks ago, which is that we're going to see a deep, deep recession in Q1 and Q2 along the lines of 2001, 2000, uh, 2000 to 2001 and also 1990. Now, it can get even worse with any kind of systemic problem. Any kind of accident or hiccup in the financial system will exacerbate that and make it even worse. So that's what we're looking at. The bottom line is uh, these are economic models, uh, early cycle indicators that predict the trajectory of the economy. And in uh, November of 21, uh, we have what we call our expansion index. It was 60%. It peaked in December 21 to 65 and started rolling over uh, in January. That's when the stock market peaked. 
And right now it's at uh, minus 90%, which indicates a very severe recession on the horizon. And uh, this, is, uh, this is bad news for the economy, bad news for people who have jobs who might get laid off. It's bad news for the banking system. It's bad news just all around. I'm wondering, okay, so, so up until, you know, a couple weeks ago, the standard response, because we've been doing a lot of what we call under the hood analysis of, of, the, way, of the lived experience of people and how that manifests itself in numbers. And the, and the rebuttal we would always get is that, well, the consumer's still strong and unemployment's, you know, still low. We said, yeah, but if you look just below that, the consumer is still strong because they're, they're increasing debt. And now it's out there. It's $16.5 trillion of debt. And that was a lot of it was taken out in lower interest rates. Now those interest rates start to explode. And so people and inflation so high, people are living off their credit cards. And now they're in a vicious cycle. Today, you know, Amazon set to lay off uh, thousands, right? Uh, Amazon going to lay off thousands. And, and, and uh, Jeff Bezos comes out. And says, hey, I think it's a good time. People should not be buying like cars and houses or, 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 or buying things. They should be hunkering down right now because we're about to hit a, a, a firestorm. In addition, you know, I've got the Wall Street Journal talking to tech firms right here. The tech firms drop office space in swift nationwide retreat. Commercial real estate, particularly in the big cities that have become havens for kind of these mini Silicon Valleys are now people are just walking away from the leases. Is that what's leading? Are those the early indicators you see? Because when Cortez and I go through this, it looks to us like we are very rapidly, not just deceleration, we're about to go off a cliff. In the, uh, in the first couple of quarters, there's, there's a, a great article uh, that was out today about Fed forecasting. And, and the Fed forecast still doesn't forecast recession. They say one of the reasons the Fed doesn't do that is that it's so politicized it's afraid to actually do the real modeling. It's got to be there because they make an assumption in the modeling that they will have monetary policy that will coordinate with physical policy to lessen everything. So at worst, everything's a soft landing. What, what's your assessment on, on the details of why do you think we're heading in, not just a recession? You think we could be heading to a major recession along the lines of the Internet crash of early 2000? Or the real estate. People forgot we had two bubbles. We had the we had the internet bubble and the stock market that crashed in the first couple of months of two thousand. We had the first quarter and led to a major recession for a couple of years. We had uh, we had the uh, real estate asset bubble from the savings loan, all that that crashed in the uh, early nineties. I think it cost uh, uh, Bush uh, forty one the election. Are, are those along the lines that you and your partner see that we're looking at? Yeah. So well, early cycle indicators started deteriorating at the beginning of the year, and they've only gotten uh, way worse. And the, you know, if you really want to understand what's going on, the, the Fed really doesn't understand the economy anymore. There's a lot of people I talk to on Wall Street at hedge funds that uh, say that the Fed uses unemployment as a big part of uh, forecasting. And unemployment doesn't drive the economy like it used to. We've become a financialized economy. So the stock market and the bond market is the economy. And as those go lower, uh, it has uh, knock-on effects and multiplier effects, uh, and this is a disaster. So you're going to see what I call the, the great global margin call that's already begun earlier this year and just going to continue. And, it, it, and you know, we don't make a lot of things here anymore. A lot of the wealth is paper wealth that's been bid up by Fed Easy Money. And, you know, I, anecdotally, I see it here on Maui. There's a Google executive who I knew 
who bought a home and now he's selling the home and he didn't even occupy it within like three months because I he didn't say why, but I suspect he's feeling a lot poorer uh, with his stock options underwater and uh, he was doing everything with loans. So this is how, this is this is this is what happens. People feel poorer and they're they're reining in their horns and economic activity from you know the wealthy and the uh, top 10%, which was kind of holding up the economy, is just disappearing overnight. People are not feeling good. Your global margin calls, because interest rates are going up all over and they're exploding. I think England announced today they got up, inflation up again, 11.4%, highest, I think, inflation they've had since World War II. Um, the global margin call is this $300 trillion of debt We've kind of are now, and I think 90 trillion since the CCP virus hit. Now that was all structured on essentially zero interest rates. The chickens are coming home to roost there because now interest rates pop up. That's the global margin call you're talking about? Yeah, correct. And the dollar uh, is a sign of that. The dollar has weakened a little bit recently, but I suspect the dollar will continue versus other indices to go up because a lot of this debt is uh, dollar denominated. Um, the bottom line is, Steve, you know, since since uh, the early days of my career, I've watched low interest rate cycles uh, turn into uh, disasters as they raise interest rates. In the uh, 90s, it was the uh, SNL crisis, and then uh, there was a um, you know mortgage bond crisis in the mid 90s, and then we had the dot com crisis, and then we had the financial uh, housing crisis. Every time the Fed lowers, there's excess, there's fraud, the leverage goes somewhere. Usually, we don't know where, and someone's holding the old maid. And I suspect there's a lot of old maids out there that are going to come to fruition as as this uh, unwinds. And FTX is just one example. The UK pensioner uh, problem was an example. There's going to be many, many more. I mean, there, this is the you know this is the the bubble to end all bubbles. So I suspect multiple uh, months of discovery of massive frauds and uh, unwinding and deleveraging of all sorts of institutions. This is the, what happened in England when when they had the guilt problem. They found out that they ha- that the pension funds, because in in zero interest rates or low interest rates, couldn't get the return to meet their actuarial tables. Were doing all types of things with uh, derivatives and, and and leverage that hey didn't know if a pension fund should be doing that to get the returns they needed to kind of meet uh, meet the requirements they had for these actuarial tables. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of that. You know, there are already discussions of. For instance, a situation like the um, the Bitcoin situation, the cryptocurrency situation, that may have many other ramifications because there could have been people there that were had very leveraged bets, bets based upon very arcane uh, derivatives that are very tough for people to understand how they interconnect. So, uh, no, this is but just from your perspective, the first quarter of next year, because a lot of people are saying, hey, if it happens in the second quarter, third quarter towards the end of the year, you guys are saying, hey. We don't like what the first quarter looks like. People, people should should strap in. Yeah, Q1 will be bad, and Q2 will be probably even worse. We're looking at minus three percent quarter over quarter in Q1 and Q2. Q2 could be the trough, but again, I can't predict the systemic uh, issues that may be uncovered as the tide rolls out. That's the biggest problem. You know, Steve, when you think about Wall Street, Wall Street has made a living off of low interest rate environments for, that go on too long creating a you know, structured product, Byzantine product that only they understand, selling it to less sophisticated institutional investors. And when the tide rolls out, there's usually a blow up somewhere. And I think this has been, a, you know, we've had low interest rates for 12 years. 
I mean, I, I can't imagine all the uh, bombs that are waiting to explode in people's portfolios across the globe. And I'm not talking individual investors. I'm talking supposedly, you know, professional institutional people who thought they knew what they were buying, but never would imagine interest rates would do this. And of course, they've done this. This is what happens every rate hike cycle. Okay, uh, you've spent uh, an incredible amount of time because the vaccine got your attention, and particularly the the mortality rates. Walk us through you've, you, your new set of analysis, and you've got this major book coming out. Walk us through that. All right, I'll break it down in two parts. Uh, my team at Finance Technologies and myself launched uh, last week uh, on another show, The Humanity Project. You can find it at financetechnologies.com, and that's P-H-I, not F. We, uh, we use, uh, we use the, the symbol phi, which is the, uh, the natural uh, um, Fibonacci uh, golden ratio. So that's just kind of a, a take on that. But um, the bottom line is we are becoming... Uh, the watchdog of the watchdogs. We invite other people to help us. We've done this pro bono where we basically analyzed all the excess mortality in the UK, uh, all of Europe using Eurostat data, and the US is going to drop soon. I've already done a lot of work on the US, so we know the story there. But the uh, And we've done work on US disability, and we're going to do a project on the vaccine damage and, and how that's going to affect things. But this is uh, basically a devastating uh, uh, analysis of what's going on. Here's an example. This is the country of Denmark. Um, you can see uh, on the left, that's total population for Denmark. That's the projected death rates and the experienced death rates. And you can see what happened when vaccines were introduced in Denmark. And then on the right is just the excess death uh, since 2020. And it goes up every year with miracle vaccines. I, gee, I wonder what's going on. And the uh, next chart uh, on Denmark is you can break it down by age cohort and you can see the vaccine excess death by year or not vaccine, but excess death by year. And it goes up in every age cohort uh, into 2022. And so let's what did Denmark just do? Denmark just uh, basically banned the vaccine for those under 50. Uh, they're kind of doing a little uh, Homer Simpson uh, fade into the uh, hedge, hedge row and uh, Bottom line is they basically said to their population, it's, it's better to get COVID than the vaccine. So the question we need to ask is why are we doing this in the U.S.? I mean, it, what's going on in Denmark is going on basically uh, depending upon uh, certain specific country situations and vaccine uptake. It's going across on across the globe, excess death, excess disability. It's an absolute disaster. We also on this website uh, go into the U.S. disability data. And the next chart basically tells the story. And this is it in a nutshell. Uh, U.S. disability uh, is up huge from uh, May of 2021, about three and a half million people. The rate of change uh, or the, you know, the increase in uh, disability rate for the general population was 11 percent as of uh, September of 2022. And uh, it's a civilian labor force, which is, is about 23.5 percent. And the employed which is the actual people working, 98 to 100 million of us, uh, that's 25.8%. So, you know, a conclusion here is that it's been detrimental to your health to be employed in 2021 and 2022. Obviously, my theory of the case, it's the vaccines and the mandates. And this is just hard data. This is the reality. This is going to have uh, devastating impacts on the economy for years to come. Um, I can then launch into okay. the book with your questions. Do you have questions? Hang on, on I would, before I get to the book. 
Yeah, but here, here's what I don't understand. Ten marks. You're saying these nations are now telling you, hey, it's better to get COVID than the vax. H- how did we get in a situation in Western Europe, I think, was worse than the United States. I think we took up. How about how did we get into a situation where every institution of public health, all the top universities, the top doctors, governments from Boris Johnson all the way across all of Europe, how did they get into a situation they were demanding? They were making it a conditioned precedent of anything you could do in human life, including be employed, kids to go to school, to get the vax. How can you? Because what you're saying, I think what makes people's heads blow up, and, and it's even still hard for me to grasp it, this is not a small miss. You're looking, you're a Wall Street guy. You know, a small miss on the, on the margin of 5% or 10% or something like that can drive earnings. You know, miss a quarter, a stock could tank. These are multiple order of magnitude misses. I mean, this is not even close. How did that happen? Uh, that's, that's a great question. I have a theory of the case that would take a while to talk about, but it's basically there was a institutional momentum to get vaccine passports is my theory of the case that it was a system of control to help manage the global uh, sovereign debt meltdown and control populations. Now, whether the vaccine was intentionally screwed up or, or it's a mistake, you know, that's that's not for me to determine, but they screwed it up and it's devastating. And it's it's this is the biggest crime I've ever seen in the history of my career. And it's the greatest information, asymmetric information gap I've ever seen, meaning, you know, we on the war room know it. You know it, Steve. Lots of people know it. Some of the lawmakers I talk to know it. But 90 percent of the globe has no idea what just happened to them. And it's, you know, we're, we're still seeing as of August of this year, 36 percent excess mortality. Uh, I've seen the Society of Actuary numbers. They don't publish them uh, as regularly as they only publish them annually. So we got 21 in August 2022. Uh, August, the month of August, 36% excess mortality rate for millennials. It's still going on, Steve. This is, I, 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 it boggles my mind. And the lack of um, uh, noise on this is just the crickets we're hearing from our health institutions and politicians and the drug makers. It's just, it's, it's to the point now where they know what we know. I'm calling it a cover up. I'm calling it criminal negligence at this point. It's, it's a disaster. Talk to me about the book, because part of taking I know something's up in that the Democrats and spending a billion dollars never did one spot about weren't we the guys that brought you the vaccine. They were total crickets. You know that something's up. But I don't know if I see the intestinal fortitude institutionally of the Republicans to take this on the new Congress. There is to investigate Fauci and Wuhan. And I think we're going to get into this, but it's going to take a drive. That's we're going to have Tony Lyons on from Skyhorse. And uh, the co-author with Dr. Alexander Kent uh, Hicken lively on in a second to talk about their book. But walk me through your book. When's it going to come out? What's the status? And what? How are you using this to kind of drive the message that you want the political class to understand? So the book uh, comes out in hard copy uh, December thirteenth. I'm told it's already available on ebook. Came out Sunday this Sunday. Um, essentially. This is a, uh, a, the theory of the case as, as, as written by a Wall Street guy. I, I start off with uh, the sudden athlete deaths. There's a study there, the Lusane study, that talks about over 38 years, only 29 athletes die suddenly on the field every year globally. 
well, we're, we're lucky if we get a month that's 29 since 2021. Uh, there are months with 90, 50, 60, 70. So this is this is this is real. It's happening. So the phenomenon is real, and there's a study out there on that. And then I posit the case that the vaccines are doing this, and I start dropping in all the data I've done on your show, the Society of Actuaries, the U.S. disability data, the year, the data from Denmark and the U.K. We show that from zero to uh, 14 in the UK, their death rates, excess death rates were going down during COVID in much of 21 until the vaccines were introduced and they started rising again. So you see the general population's excess mortality going up with vaccines, except for zero to 14 until it's introduced. So there's just evidence upon evidence. I blame the vaccine. But what I don't do in the book is I don't go into the who and why. All I say is at the end of it, basically, uh, it's a cover up at this point. It's a crime. It's negligence. They see what we see. And this is one of the you know, the greatest frauds we've ever seen. And we got report after report that walks through different ways of looking at this. It's it's the theory of the case laid out in a very uh, uh, quick format. It's a 210 page book that takes about three hours to read. There's a lot of data and a lot of uh, stories in there about sudden athletic deaths that you can verify yourself. And, you know, the, the goal of the book is to convince the marginal mind. Obviously, uh, a lot of people know what I know, this senior show, uh, and they, they know it. But the idea is this book needs to get in the hands of someone who is on the fence, someone who doesn't know what's going on, because I come at it from a financial Wall Street uh, stock picking point of view. I say that uh, I made money between the, 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 the two worlds of perception and reality. Um, perception being wrong and that's how i make money because i know the reality and and on this unfortunately the perception is that these things are fine uh but they're not and it's detrimental to your health if you continue to, to um take these things and continue to get boosters so i'm trying to make the case that this is the greatest asymmetric information gap of my financial career and you know i also want to say that uh knowing how the system's going to work and how this probably won't get out there as fast as i would like it you know, capital is going to be raised to take advantage of this uh, tragedy because the reality is the global economies have changed. Um, my team and I are going to have economic models and forecasting tools better than everybody else because the rest of Wall Street is, is asleep at the switch and capital is interested in this. Ed, I will tell you, uh, I know there's going to be a lot of uh, strong interest on Capitol Hill on at least the staffs getting all over these books prior to uh, investigations and hearings. Cause unknown, Ed Dowd, brilliant job as, as always. Once again, where do people get it? Where do they get you? What's your social media? Uh, social media, Getter, uh, at Edward Dowd. Uh, long ago kicked off Twitter, proud of that actually. Uh, my uh, personal website is theyliedpeopledied.com. You can order the book there. You can also get a lot of the information I did in the U.S., um, finance Technologies, PHI, NanceTechnologies.com is where the Humanity Project is. And the U.S. data is going to be dropped in there pretty soon. And I also want to add before I go that this, this, uh, this data that we put together, is, it, it's peer-reviewable it, peer data. My, my two uh, Ph.D. physicists, Carlos and Yuri, came up with a methodology paper on how to calculate the base rate. So we invite anybody to come attack us because I, I think they're going to be shocked when they see the amount of work that went into this. Ed Dowd, cause unknown, uh, will be one of the big uh, firing off points for the new investigations that will take place during the first quarter. A quarter 
that we'll be going through economic turmoil, according to Ed Dowd and his partners. Ed, thank you very much. From thank Hawaii. You. Ed Dowd, cause unknown. Uh, you've got to get that one and study it. Okay, I want to bring in Tony Lyons, then we're going to get to uh, Kent Henkel. Because, you know, President Trump kicked off uh, his, uh, his, what he would call the three-peat last night. Um, and I think that if his followers and even some of the naysayers read the book, Presidential Takedown, Tony, they would be even more fired up for this uh, for this uh, presidential run. Walk me through. I want you to talk about the types of books you're putting out, because more than ever, I think Skyhorse is going to be in the middle of what I would say uh, a kind of a political and cultural firestorm next year, because a lot of this is just going to come to light. Right. You got to get down to where these problems are with the economy problems in, in public uh, health. Uh, there's all kind of talks about, you know, Biden just extended the COVID emergency powers again. You, you've put out a series of books that really are kind of uh, shocking in their detail of how they are counter narrative uh, to what's being spoon fed by the mainstream media. Talk to us about Skyhorse and what you're publishing. Sure. I mean, there there's so many books that we've been publishing that tell a story that have information in them that you simply can't get anywhere else. And the, the censorship of books and the deplatforming and canceling of, you know, the highest level doctors and scientists and, you know, statisticians like Ed Dowd, um, you know, that's a way that the government is working with the pharmaceutical companies to try to control everything that you do what you do, what you think, what you read. And, you know, so what these books are, if you start with Presidential Takedown by Dr. Paul Alexander, you can see that he was on the front lines. He was at the highest levels of government sitting at the table with, you know, the heads of pharmaceutical companies of Pfizer and Moderna. And he says they were calling the shots, that they were working with Dr. Fauci to maximize their profits and that they did not care about public health, that they did not listen to him, they didn't listen to other scientists, and they did everything to shut him down, to get rid of him. And when they saw that they could not bribe him, they could not change him, they just wanted to shut him down and cancel him and get everybody like him off the public stage to manufacture a consensus so they could say that the medical consensus was whatever was beneficial to big pharmaceutical companies. So, you know, you go from that book to a book like Dr. Robert tell you Malone. What, Tony, not, hang on for one second. Hang, hang on one second. We're, we're, just take, we're gonna take a short commercial break. These okay. books are shocking in their content, shocking in their message, and they've become uh, amazingly relevant starting on January 3rd of this year. Short commercial break, back in a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. 
go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Tony Lyons, the, uh, first off, Tony, and we are slammed for time, but I got to ask you this. Did you ever think that you would come in a stage of your life as a book publisher? Because I've read your stuff for years. It's been fantastic. That you would actually have a, like a set of books that are quite frankly going to be at the forefront of driving uh, a massive uh, kind of tectonic plate shift in politics in this country? I never thought that I would. And I saw steadily over the last two and a half years the incredible censorship and the incredible sort of uh, desire of the government to use these incredible tools that they have to partner with big tech to shut down anybody who disagrees with them. And, you know, these are tools that would be the envy of any dictator in history. And it's scary. And I want to be at the forefront of grabbing back our freedom of speech and our personal rights in this country. So let's walk through the, the set of four that you have that you have coming out. Uh, and by the way, Tony's already the publisher of the seminal work, which was the the real Anthony Fauci by Bobby Kennedy sold over a million and a half copies in an era when books that sell 50,000 are blockbusters sold a million and a half. I think I, I think 500,000 just to the to the war room posse. Walk me through the new four. OK, so presidential takedown by Dr. Paul Alexander shows that you know, President Trump was a threat to big pharma profits. So they teamed up with Dr. Fauci, the NIH, the CDC, and they worked together to destroy President Trump and to 
destroy the possibility that alternative treatments, that early treatments like ivermectin, like any of the alternatives to a vaccine were destroyed with all the people who were questioning this big pharma narrative. So they all work together at the expense of human health to help maximize profits. Then you have somebody like uh, Dr. Joe Latipo. So Dr. Joe Latipo does a study saying that, so he writes a book for us, it's called Transcend Fear. It's a phenomenal book. And he does a study. By, by, by the way, he's, 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 Ron, he's, he's Ron DeSantis's Surgeon General in the free state of Florida. He's done an amazing job. Continue on. And I, so, you know, Dr. Joe Latipo went to Harvard. He is an incredibly intelligent, um, but non-conflicted. So this is a guy, all four of these people are people who refuse to be bribed by the system, who refuse to toe the line, and they did it at their own expense. So these are people that you should trust. So Dr. Joe Latipo, Transcend Fear, he comes out with a study showing that 18 to 39-year-old healthy men should not take a booster shot because they're more likely to die of a heart attack or have you know serious health problems from the vaccine than they are from COVID. So he gets canceled, hit pieces, everybody comes out against him, you know, but he's telling the truth and he's telling the truth based on real science. So then you've got Dr. Robert Malone. So he's an internationally recognized virologist um, and, you know, clinical research scientist who's worked at the highest levels of government on major projects, written more than a hundred peer reviewed studies. And he has taken down once again, oh, and he is one of the, he is the inventor of the mRNA delivery and vaccination technology. So he is taken down because he says that the Dr. Fauci playbook, that the pharmaceutical company playbook is gonna cost people their lives, is dangerous and is wrong and is anti-science. So he's destroyed and he writes this book that's coming out in about three weeks, an incredible book called Lies My Government Told Me. And I think that you know, Dr. Robert Malone ought to be the head of the NIH. He should be, these people should be running the government. These people care about public health. They are not bribable. They're not doing it for corporate profits. So then you have Ed Dowd's book. He was great. You can see how incredibly proficient he is with the numbers. He writes a book called Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022. And he's telling you, that when we started vaccinating people on a population level, forcing everybody through mandates to get vaccinated so that they could not work, they could not do anything without getting vaccinated, and then all-cause mortality started going up. So in 2021, the numbers go up. They're supposed to go down. So he is the nail in the coffin of the sort of Fauci revolution where we sacrifice American lives and American health for the sole purpose of maximizing pharmaceutical return on investment. So that's what these books do. These are incredible people, people willing to risk everything to tell the truth. And I really highly recommend that people read these four books. Okay, I want to bring in uh, Kent, uh, really kind of the railhead of it is the presidential takedown. You're the co-author with Dr. Alexander. People understand Dr. Alexander was kind of brought in because he's a specialist in this area, kind of to augment the team, right? And his first person yeah. account is is a horror story because 
he sat in, and the way you guys write it is almost like a, um, it has novelistic techniques because he was there. Walk us through uh, the book and, and how you guys structured it. Yeah, it, it really is a you are there book. So what Dr. Alexander was brought in as a senior pandemic advisor. So he was really Michael Caputo's number one man. What Michael Caputo told him, Michael Caputo is number two at Health and Human Services under Alex Azar. And uh, Caputo told Alexander, I want you in every single meeting I'm in because I need you to tell me whether these people are telling me the truth. And so, you know, all of us have the experience of sitting and watching all those presentations by the COVID-19 task force. This book pulls you through the television screen so you are a fly on the wall. Now, Steve, you asked a wonderful question in your previous segment, which is how did we get to this point where the institution seems so corrupted? Well, there's, there's a, a quick answer, which is that the NIH has become the number one research funder in the world. So every year, the NIH gives out $30 billion in grants, okay? So that's money that's controlled by Francis Collins, the former Francis Collins, and Tony Fauci. So you know, Tony Fauci is a 50-year government employee. His salary is higher than that of the president of the United States. So every year, Fauci and Collins were giving out $30 billion a year. And the way that it's been changed in science is that we've got these generals, okay? Think of Fauci and Collins as the undisputed generals. They're the field marshals, okay? Now, for comparison, in 2020, both political parties spent $5 billion to elect a president. So Fauci and Collins had so much control over science that it, it you know, it, it's wrong to say it rivals that of the president because it's so much more powerful than that of the president. So that's how we got to this place where the institutions are so corrupted. It's actually, and this is, I don't want to give away a lot of the book. Dr. Alexander has been on here as beloved by this audience, but if you read, and I'll let her go this, I got to jump to a, another topic, Maricopa County, but Tony, and Tony, you're no wild-eyed right-winger. I mean, in the old days, this used to be the New York Times would do this, the, the Washington Post would do this, uh, you know, Scribner's and Simon & Schuster would publish these books, but you become found, if you take... Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci, and then you add these four, so I would say is a five set. You're absolutely in shock, and, but you understand that something, the, the administrative state has merged with these oligarchs, and, and particularly Big Pharma, to create a kind of almost like a, a biomedical public health security state. You can't come away with anything at it. And then you read Paul Alexander's, who's the first person account of actually being in there. At the time, and the and the book's written as kind of a sequence of of actions and meetings and things that are happening. So you're following it along as you, and then you look back about what you were being told and what the mainstream media was telling you, what MSNBC and the New York Times. It's a scandal 
you can't, the scale of this is bigger than Teapot Dome or Credit Mobilier or any of the big financial scandals in American history that come down from hundreds of years later. This is dwarfs all of that. Talk, and this Steve, is, and, we're, go ahead, sir. We're, we're, we're going to be talking about this for the next hundred years. That's how big this yes. is. And, and what's really dramatic is that Paul Alexander tells how on the second day, he was told to go to a restaurant on the National Mall and wait for some people to join him. He was joined by one Republican, one Democratic United States Senator, and one Democratic Congressperson. And they told him that there was a bipartisan group in Washington, D.C., who believed the CDC had become too political and they wanted Paul's help to take it down to the studs. So behind the scenes, so many people know the story. I think that's why everybody yes. needs to get presidential takedown, because behind the scenes, yeah. this is what they're talking about. OK, they know this story, but the public needs to know it. Well, plus, Latipo is a Harvard medical, uh, he's got a medical degree from Harvard and a PhD in statistics. Malone was the inventor, and Dow's a hedge fund guy. These are not like people blowing in from Iowa or New Mexico, which we love the deplorables. These are inside, you can't get more insider than this. Alexander's a guy that's brought in to help manage the process. He's in there to manage the process. These are insider accounts. These aren't guys sitting there, you know, going to Tea Party rallies. This is you know, and people that now it's the Tea Party and and the, and the Trump movement that's all fired up about it. But these guys are insiders telling you about it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Paul Alexander, when he's 17, 18 years old, his his greatest ambition in life is to be Tom Cruise in Top Gun and help defend the United States to be the best of the best. And so here he comes along. He has this amazing career. He goes to, you know, Oxford and you know, is one of the lead, world's leading experts in evidence-based medicine, gets brought in during this once-in-a-century global pandemic. And, you know, this is the time that you think everything, everybody should be pulling together. And what he hears time yeah. and time again from the heads of these departments is they would tell him, because he was a foreigner and he didn't seem like he was really a Trump guy, they, they couldn't understand the way he looked, the way he talked, he couldn't be a Trump guy. And they would tell him, our job every day is to make Trump look bad on the evening news. And when you think that it's in the middle of a global pandemic, you know, I, you know, to call it a crime against humanity almost, you know, is, is not properly describing it. Guys, uh, Tony, how do people, where do people go to see all the books and, and to order them? Yeah, so they can go to skyhorsepublishing.com or they can buy it and, you know, get the books really quickly from amazon.com. And, you know, these are such important books because these are people who, like I said yeah. before, stood up against the most powerful machine in history to tell the truth and to bring stories that were censored yeah. using the most incredible and the most scary sort of mechanisms that have ever been used to fool people at the expense yeah. of their health to maximize profits and, and to find me but, and they're find all right they're all regulars you, you, you yeah, can how, find Kent, me where's at, your where, what's what's your site uh you can find me at kent heckenlivelybooks.com and you can follow me on twitter at presidential takedown 
Kent, you've written a thriller here. It's amazing. Can't put it down. So congratulations. I know Dr. Alexander is very lucky, and Tony's lucky to have you as a co-author. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You know, uh, I want to bring in Brian Kennedy. Brian, I think what we're going to do is, I and for the folks, I, I've got a lot of Maricopa County stuff. I think I'm going to do that tomorrow. I want to give people a heads up, and here's why. I want to bring in, so maybe we finish with one of the Maricopa County clips of the people testifying, but the, Brian, I got, I got to have you because you're my, you're, you're one of my mentors. Um, <laughs> I mean, how are we going to survive the institutional, you, you hear this, you hear these authors and they're coming forward and they're talking about the CDC and they're talking about big farmers and, you know, the, not the regulatory um, capture, but merger with the administrative state. How is the average American? The, the person watches this show, that, how are they supposed to deal with this and comprehend this and to think that there's a plan of action that can actually set things right in this? That we have a crisis in this country, and one of the crises is an institutional uh, uh, crisis of governance. No, I think that's right, Steve, and great to be with you. Look, right now the American people are deeply confused about what's going on here. They're engaged in, um, they, they had an election last week, it didn't go the way many of them wanted it to. They know they're in a political and information war right now, whether it's the Chinese Communist Party or George Soros or the radical left, they know they have to fight that war. Right now, they don't see many champions. They have one in you, Steve Bannon, who they turn to every day for answers about all this. But when they look at that election last week in Maricopa County and around the country, do people really think that John Fetterman won that election. Most people will think that's absolutely impossible. Republicans, when when people think 70% of the economy is going in the wrong direction, that Republicans barely win the House and don't pick up the Senate. There's something wrong and confusing about all this. They don't see leadership. They don't understand what's really going on. Where was the RNC in all this? You know, MAGA needs an explanation right now. Where were all these people who are going to be so-called watching so that you couldn't steal the election? Where were all these lawyers that were supposed to be on the ground making sure that the election wasn't stolen? They're nowhere to be found. No one's being held accountable. A, 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 I won't say the war was lost because it wasn't, but a battle was lost, an important battle, and no one's being held to account. They need to hear that right now from, from people. They, they get it from you. They get explanations from you and your team, and that's very important. But they need national leadership about this. President Trump announced well, I, last you night. Know, hang, hang, hang on one second. I think this is why, what um, Carrie Lake and her team are working to come up with. But um, even there, it's going to cause questions about the, you know, the two years of preparation to get on top of this. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe right now with what I've seen, you can actually certify the election in Arizona. And this thing's on a knife's edge, right? It's what, 17,000 votes, and it may even get closer tonight. Uh, and Abe Hamaday could be within 100 votes or in a dead heat. Um, and it's going to be shocking. But, and I tell you, the example in Nevada is even worse. Nevada is in the, the ballot manufacturing business. And how does the RNC, and how did even the campaigns or the organized state GOP not at least understand the mechanism of how they were going to game the system. 
that has to be explained to people. Or, uh, Brian, and this is, gets back to the vaccine situation, the C situation, you're going to start having big swaths of people in this country just punch out of the system. They're just going to go ahead and say, hey, I'm going to live my life. I love my country, but I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't stand up to this. You're going to lose 10% of the voters in the Republican Party unless there are answers and people can see methodologies that are going to thwart that. And I, I'm telling people now that if you don't get on this now, and that's why the Arizona situation is so big, and quite frankly, I can't understand why other people are conceding these races and not trying to demand and get real accountings or at least bring it up publicly somewhere where you can adjudicate it. I think it's just too, too much traditional. And this is what I think you had questions of leadership in the, in the on Congress and the RNC across the board because people are just going to sit there and go, you just can't play, you just can't do this over and over again. Brian Kennedy. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That's that, Steve. When, when you suffer a setback like this, people need to to analyze what went wrong. Did people really vote for Katie Hobbs in Maricopa County because they believed in her message, a message which she never offered to the public? Did they not like Carrie Lake? Is that why Katie Hobbs won? By the way, if that's why Katie Hobbs won, everybody here on the war room in America, we're mature adults. We can accept that. Maybe we didn't make the right arguments to the American people, in which case we need to make better, harder, stronger arguments next time. If that's the case, fine, let us go down that path. But a lot of Americans think these elections simply were not fair. When they take a week to count the votes, when it looks like there's voter suppression with these machines malfunctioning, they think the system is rigged against them. And so Carrie Lake, Mark Fincham, Abe Hamaday, they presented an existential threat to this system they were going to expose everything that was going wrong. And it looks after a week of voting and all the malfeasance that they're simply not going to let them win. If it was a fair election, this prove it to the American people. Looks like prove it to the people of Arizona. Okay. Anyway, we're about to the end of it anyway. Brian Kennedy is going to join us back tomorrow morning. Uh, what we're going to do is that tomorrow morning, starting at 10 o'clock, we're going to have, uh, we're going to talk in Arizona. We're going to be talking, um, President Trump and the campaign. We're going to try, we're going to try capital markets. Uh, we're going to be trying all of it. So make sure you join us tomorrow morning at uh, 10 o'clock. We're going to get back into the worm and maybe up on Getter later in the evening. So check us out there. Stephen K. Bannon, you've been in War Room Battleground. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m.